All right, let's go forward. John 10, 10, ready? Let's go. The thief comes only in order to what? Steal. Come on, everybody say it real loud. I came that you might have and enjoy life and have it to the what? And what did he say in the next verse? He said, I am the what? Good shepherd. The good shepherd risks risk and lays down his life, his own life for the sheep. So we already went through what a good shepherd does. He, so he's watching over. He's protecting. But see, if you get to this place where you just don't, I, shepherd, I don't want you in my life. You can't run and just run off. You know what I mean? And, and just go and do your thing. Amen. And but remember, when you do that, you're putting you're leaving yourself open for the wolf. Somebody say amen. All right. But look, let's go back to the 10th verse where it says the thief comes only in order to what? And destroy. So his operation, his, the way that he operates is he comes to steal, kill and destroy. So one of the things I have to recognize as a believer, if he's coming this way, he's going to take he's going to steal something. Because that's what he does. So as a believer, I have to be on my P's and Q's so that he doesn't take from me. Because one of the things that he, his, his operation is, uh, I, I got to do this this way. I got to steal something. I'm going to kill something. I'm going to destroy. We already understood that he's only stealing something. A thief only takes something. He only comes to steal something that someone has. Somebody say amen. I can only kill something that is what? Alive. I can only, come on, you should already know this. I, should know, I can only destroy something that is already built. Amen? So I can only steal what you have. You don't have anything, ain't no sense breaking in your house. One of the worst things a thief hates is to break in a house and ain't nothing there. Come on, somebody. Breaking in somebody's car. I break into your car, and you ain't got nothing in there. Boy, that just wasted my time. Some, don't somebody, don't you, if you a thief, come on. Oh, the thief waves at me. Okay, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> my love, my love. Glory to God. You ain't got to tell the truth to me, but you want to tell the truth to God. But all right, all right. Okay, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, I wasn't. All right. But do you realize the thief, He really wants to see. He got to eye up something. And if he knows you have something, he's coming to get it. Well, the enemy understands this principle, and he understands you have something. And if he can steal, look, the whole purpose is to keep you in a weak state, to get him to have lordship over you. So if he can steal, look, watch this. If I can take something from them or if I can kill something in them, if I can destroy something that's already present and built up, man, I can keep them in a level of living beneath their privilege that they'll never be able to receive anything from God simply because I had to steal it. And see, the only way he can steal it from the saint of God is if you don't know something. And one of the things that he does to the believer, how many of y'all ever eat? They're, oh, man, that is so good. Oh, glory. Hey, man, God is awesome, man. He just drops up moment. Hey, Amen. Isn't that good? Glory to God. I'm having fun with this character. We have to give it back. Man, we might have to change and just remove the pulpit 
and just sit around every Sunday and just give it to you. That's out of the box. He would trip on that. You know who I'm talking about. Um, now watch this. <laughs> okay, watch, watch this. Man, that is so good. God is awesome. How many of y'all ever ate? The rest of y'all should be dead by now. You know? <laughs> Dude, have you ever ate? <laughs> Has itis ever got you when you ate? How about Thanksgiving? Let's go to Thanksgiving. It's coming. Right? How many of y'all ever go to your auntie's house or your mom's house, somebody's house, and you eat? And I mean you eat. I mean you put it on. And you look at it, you say, glory to glory to glory. Because let's be realistic. When Thanksgiving comes, we wait. How many of y'all wait? You start planning in your head where you going and what you going to eat. And you start asking folks, y'all going to have that? Y'all going to have that? Oh, y'all going to have that? Oh, glory, y'all going to have that. And then you start laying back the night before trying not to eat. Because you're trying to make space, but it don't work like that. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm saying I'll let to take you to one place. After you eat, you ever see somebody get caught with itis? I, I can only use itis, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And you ever notice after you eat, why do you think we don't feed you enough before you come serve? Because you know what happened. Back in the day, can I tell this real quick? Back in the day, we had service at 3 o'clock, 3.30. And before the 3.30 service, it said 3.30, but you really didn't have service at 3.30. You went, well, we had to get there early, didn't we? Yeah, it was 3.30. We had to get there like at 2.30, 2 o'clock, because we had to eat. Y'all, y'all never been to church? Okay. Y'all never done that? All right. And then... Y'all young folk, y'all ain't never done that. And, and so what happened was we fall asleep. Quickly, I'm going to go. We fall asleep, We get in service, and y'all talk. Even after you, you shout it all day, you know, because, you know, you had to shout to try to, to get that food moved. <laughs> all right, play it. I'm playing. And then I'm going to get you to the point that God spoke to me. And he said, uh, and so what happened was we stopped falling asleep right after we ate. Because we, we allowed that food to get in us, and then our body naturally was processing it. If you're not careful while you're processing your food, you start to, you know, fall asleep because your body's doing work. It's just when you're eating, when you're eating, this is what God just told me. That's why I went, oh, that is so good. He said, when they eat my word, one of the quickest ways the enemy or the enemy tries to get them is right after they eat, they get sleepy. Instead of letting that word get all up in them the way that it should, and then they start to exercise it. So that it has the full effect in their lives. Are you with me? And he says, so he's saying, when they start to exercise it, if they don't do nothing with it, they fall asleep. And when they start to fall asleep, what happens is the enemy comes in. It's just like when I'm teaching today. See, I'm the sower, sowing the word, but it's not really me, Jack Miller. It's God sowing the word to you. The sower soweth the word. And so what happens is while he's sowing the word, the enemy is doing this to you too. 
trying to get you to doze off. In some type and way, he's trying to get you to go into lullaby land so that you can never receive what God has for you. That's why you always have to hit yourself, and sometimes your mind will start tripping when you're in service. You got to come back. Even when Facebook is calling you while you're in service, you can't. All of y'all, see, y'all thought I was dumb. All of y'all ain't typing in something into that phone. Some of y'all doing your post at church. LOL. Like, like. Like, you don't realize when you liking, it's telling the time when you liking, and you in church. Okay, it got good. All right, here we go. Come on, write this down. (laughs) Write this down. We got to some of them the other week. We're gonna get all of them today. Amen. Here we go. Ready? Because I got to get you to Matthew 13. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly go over these. And then you're going to catch up to those that weren't here. They'll catch up real quick until you already have it. You have it. Say, I have it. Okay. Number one, the first thing the devil comes to steal. So now we're going to talk about what he does come to steal. Amen. What he does. Did y'all use these glasses yesterday? They ain't use them? Well, I was going to use them, but Lord, now God. Amen. I know who I am. Is that all right? Did y'all see what just happened? What did I just say? I know who I am. Why did I say that? Because it's a woman of what? A bunch. Shut up. Did somebody, somebody checking out what I was doing, just doing? And y'all laugh? What y'all laughing about? Oh, y'all missed it? You caught it. I thought somebody else on the front row caught it, but y'all, and I was just being funny, but I didn't think y'all caught it. Only me and you and them. Nobody else knows. <laughs> All right, first thing first, the devil comes steal, steal what? Steal your healing. We said the devil, if he could steal your healing, he would take it. He wants to do that. The Bible tells us, tells us in Isaiah 53 and 4 and 5, he told us that he took our by his stripes we are healed. He, he told us he brought healing to us, delivering to us, all because of his word. Amen. First Peter 2 and 24 also stated that. Secondly, we said this, that the devil also comes to steal our deliverance. All right? The reason why he wants to take our deliverance is because he wants us to still be under his tutelage, so to speak. He still wants us to be in a place that... He has control, but we've taken that away from him and given all control to Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen? Thirdly, we said that the enemy wants to steal our provision and our prosperity. Provision and prosperity is what God has already blessed us with, what God has already given us. God said, I have already blessed you. That doesn't mean I'm supposed to have uh, 15 cars and all this and that and the other. It says I've given you more than enough to be supplied with. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Now, for those of you who weren't here, you'll probably want to get the tapes to all these. Fourthly, we said he would like to steal from us the ability, and we talked a little bit about that last week, was the ability to be loved, the, the ability to be loved, to love and to be loved. Amen. 
He wants to steal that ability from us. He wants to take that away from us, the ability to be loved. He wants to take that right away from us. Amen. And one of the greatest things that, as a believer that you ought to do is love one another. Amen. Somebody say amen. Turn with me to 1 John 4 and 16 real quick. 1 John 4 and 16. 1 John 4 and 16. Look what it says. He that loveth knoweth. He that loveth not knoweth. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Y'all see it? Is it on screen yet? All right. 1 John 4 and 16. All right. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is what? Love. 1 John 5, 4 and 8. All right. That's what it says. And 1 John 4 16 now. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love, look what he says, dwelleth where? In God. And God where? In him. If the devil could separate you from the love of God, he would. But he can. And for the believer, one of the things that you have to, and people judge us all the time and say, well, Pastor doesn't love folk. That's why when he talks about that, he doesn't love folk. No, it's when we talk about sin, we don't. It's not like we hate people uh, or we hate the person. No, you never hurt, hate the person, but you dislike the sin. And you can always stay, say that sin is sin, but you don't hate the person. You still love on the person. I love on folk, in, even though I know folk are in sin. Amen. That's how you, you know, that's how you know the love of God really lies in the inside of you because you really love people and you generally, even when people don't love you, you still love them. That's how you really know you have the love of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. I know I have the love. Say this. I know I I have the love of God God. when I can love people people who don't love me. Just because somebody disagrees with me, that don't mean I hate them. Amen. I still love on people. Just because people have done mean things to me, gave me the finger. You know, you have to drive down the road, folk give you the finger. You know, for no reason at all. They just give you the finger. Amen. I still love folk. Amen. I can't allow hate to get in my heart because once I do, I'm removing myself out of the will of God. Somebody say amen. All right. Next, we said, so it is important for us to love. Secondly, or uh, number five, or letter E. Let's go to letter E. I like doing letters. The next thing that he wants to steal, and we we already talked about last week also, that he will, if we allow him, he will steal our identity. Now we want to go to this point. If we allow him, he will steal our purpose. Write this down. Purpose, it is purpose that gives life definition and meaning. A life without no purpose becomes worthless. A life without purpose becomes worthless. God gives me purpose. Remember when we talked about that, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Look at what God says in his word. Jeremiah 29 and 11. He says this, for I know the what? Thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Remember, we read a little bit of this last week. Says the Lord, 
thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope and your final outcome. So God says, I know who you are. I know where you are. And say, even though, now remember, he wrote this originally to the children, children of Israel when they were going through. Now remember this. He says, even though in the midst of your situation. Now watch what he's telling y'all. Even in the midst, and he's saying the same thing to you today. In the midst of where you are, when things don't, don't look right, things aren't going right, things don't seem like they're ever going to go right, I got you. Are you with me? You know, just obey me. Trust me. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going because I got you. I have an appointed end. I know what I'm doing. You just keep on keeping on. Somebody say amen. Does that make sense? That's so high. You know, even though I prayed, Pastor, yeah, yeah, I prayed. I prayed and ain't nothing happened. Why you quit? Why you stop? Keep believing. If you've already prayed, stand on what you just prayed for and don't move. Come on, somebody. When you don't move off of it, you have, he already knows the plan. His word is yes and amen. All I've got to do is stand now. Why am I quitting? Why am I giving up? It doesn't matter how I feel. What I feel doesn't even factor in this. Somebody say amen. Look at somebody tell them how I feel. And what I see with my eyes do not factor into this. If you let what you see and what you feel factor into this, you go without. God's word is God's word. He's going to do what he said he's going to do regardless of what you say. If you believe now, now, if you don't believe him, it's not going to work for you. Come on, somebody. I don't believe this. Well, that's why you're not seeing this. Are you with me? Oh, man, I got to get somewhere. All right. So purpose. God, God really is working on my behalf. So no matter what goes on. He's working to will and to do of his good pleasure. Somebody say amen. Amen. Letter F. Letter F, I'm going to keep moving. Letter F. If he could steal, gotcha. If he could steal your desire. He wants to steal your desire. Why? Because God said whatsoever things you desire when you pray. So that's why you have, you, you ever notice that's why certain things come against you? How many of you have ever desired something and then the moment you started desiring it, it seemed like it started getting away from you? And then, now, now let's be real. Only folk that can be in this place can be real with me. How many of you have ever desired so much so and then you got to a place where you could and, and got denied, then you got denied. It seemed like every time you turned around, you were running into the wall. Things wasn't happening for you. And you was like, what is going on? Amen. And if you had stopped there, the devil would have took your desire. And, and to some of you, you, he challenged you on it. He really did challenge you. Did you, re- you still want this? And you were at the, at, right at the edge of saying, you know what, what was the use? Oh, am I in somebody's house? Yeah. And if not careful, you would have gave up too soon. Some of you did give up. This morning is a get my desire back. 
Why? Because what he said, I still have plans for you. I still know what I want for you. My word has not changed whatsoever things you desire. If you trust, you love me and you. Oh, glory to God. Uh, Let's go to Psalms 37. That's one of my favorites. Psalms 37, 4. Mm. Yeah, we've got to give me a screen back here. Glory to God. I like this. Y'all like this? It's cool. Corey, you did look good in your place, man. Corey said, yes, sir. Corey, I saw it, and I said, man, that looked good in my place. How many look good in your place? How many of y'all want it right now? You had a truck. I give. No, 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 no. All right. <laughs> Just like any, any, any time I'm at your house, I got to get up and stretch my legs for a minute. Delight yourself also where? In the Lord. And he'll do what? One of the things the enemy always tries to do is to try to take away that thing of you loving God, having peace in him. Why? Because if I can take away your delight for God, I can take away you desiring the things of God. Because God, now watch what God does. When you start to love yourself some God, God places things in you. In you that you yourself can't even see. It takes the spirit of God to see. And see, that's why sometimes we don't get what we ask for or desire because we're still desiring a certain thing from the flesh and not from the spiritual side of it. Because once we start to receive the spiritual side of it, we find out that he does above what we would ask or think. I know I'm right. That's what he does. That, so the desires, this is wild about God. Let me show you something about God that's so awesome. He places in you desires that you don't even think you have above what you thought. Amen. You might have been thinking a car, but he was thinking a plane. And see, until you're able to see what he sees, you can't walk in it. Why? Because, see, oh, man, oh, oh, that is good. That is good. That is, oh, man, that is bad. Glory to God. I had to stop on purpose because he said, I do things to get them into things without them knowing that I'm taking them into things. Because if they believed in their own mind, they couldn't receive it. I know I'm right. You know how I know? He, he said this in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 4. Give me 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Watch this. Watch this. Terrence, watch this. Watch this. Only me and Terrence know about that. All right. For one who speaks in a what? Now, watch this. I want to show. I'm showing you a principle coming out of this. For one, because I got to quickly move. For one who speaks where? Watch this. Speaks not to men, but to God. Amen. No one understands his meaning because of the Holy Spirit. He has a secret truth and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Stop. God gets you speaking things. See, that's why you should flow in the Spirit of God. 
See, because when I'm speaking certain things, I'm speaking not an understanding that you understand. I'm not trying to get you to understand because you're not going to understand what I'm about to say because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. And because when I talk to God, I'm speaking in a different language. The language that I now speak is a spiritual language. That's why men in the world can't understand certain things. Why? Because it is spiritually discerned. Natural mind cannot pick up a spiritual thing. Natural mind cannot understand a spiritual thing. It blows you away. That's why folk can read the Bible all day long and not get nothing. But then when the spirit of God is on the inside... You can read one scripture and go, wow. See, that's why the spirit of God, all he does for the unbeliever is draw him to Christ. Because he's got to get you in him before he can start speaking to you. He cannot speak anything spiritually profound outside of believe him. That's all you get is believe him. When you're an unbeliever, that's all you get is believe him. And afterwards is when he speaks. You're like, seriously? Yeah. Why would he tell an unbeliever? How can he speak to an unbeliever? How can he speak certain things to an unbeliever? Because an unbeliever don't understand it. Ephesians 3.20. I quoted it. Now let's show it to you. Oh, real quick. Is God good? Oh, man. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us. Now God's doing things in me that I don't even see sometimes. Is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far, far, above, over and above all that we dare. How many of y'all played that when you were little? I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. I did double dog. <laughs> triple dog. Triple dog. I triple dog day. Amen. Above all that we ask or think infinitely beyond our beyond our beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. The enemy wants to steal our desires that God has placed in us, but the only way he can steal those desires is he can he can mess up that relationship that you have with God. Because once you are secure in that relationship with him, now watch this, and you're walking in Christ in this relationship, you get the desires that God says. Why? Because God's placing them there. The closer I get to God, the deeper, he, the more he wants to take me higher and higher. All right, so be it. Some of us got that. Somebody say Amen. Quickly, quickly. Y'all right? So he wants to steal my desires. Amen. And I can't let him. Somebody say amen. amen. Secondly, next thing. Amen. Okay. Oh, yeah. Before I move to that, write this down. Before I move to this next thing. When desires are killed, frustration sits in. When desires are killed, frustration sets in. And if you've been at a place any time where you've desired certain things and then 
Things wouldn't happen to know on your time schedule. And sometimes your time schedule ain't his. Amen. Until you, okay, oh, man, that was good, Father. Until you catch, until you stop the thief, he'll keep stealing. That's what God just spoke to me. Until you stop the, stop the thief, he will keep stealing. And it is the will of God for you to rebuke, resist. And see, people get tired in resisting. And that's when the enemy busts you. You see, because you have to resist him. You have to what? Rebuke him. And last but not least, there's only three. Okay, okay, write this down. There's only three things you do with a devil. Y'all should already know. There are three things we do with a devil. There's three things we do with a devil. What are they? Number one, we resist him. And now, can I say something? Resisting may not be five minutes. Can I get a witness? Can I say something else? Resisting may not be ten minutes. Can I say one more thing? Resisting may not be 10 days. Oh, can I get a witness? Can I get say one more? Resisting may not be six months. It may be six months. You're still in the battle. Am I right? Am I right? You hear me? And, and, and see, resisting sometimes might be seven, eight years. I'm just letting you know that sometimes you're just resisting. You're looking for sometimes a quick fix, but sometimes that resisting, you know, may not be that quick as you thought it was going to be. But according to your. Somebody say amen. So the stronger I get in faith, the more I can resist this thing. So I resist, rebuke and remove all devils. Somebody say amen. Next. The next thing, let's go to the next thing because I'm running out of time. The devil wants to steal the fruit of your body. What else he wants to steal, kill, and destroy? The fruit of your body. What do you mean by that? Our children. The next generation. He wants to get them to waste their time. Are y'all with me? He, he wants to get them to think that life don't mean nothing. Nothing anymore. And to some of our children, they already believe that. That's why they feel it's nothing to shoot you and move on. I'm going to say some hard sayings. Y'all read it? It is not the responsibility of the church to train your children. Well, that was strong, wasn't it? That's strong. Let me say the responsibility of the church to train your children. We will assist you but we will not train your children. It is the responsibility of that parent to train that child. And we walked away and let other people train our children, and then we wonder, what, what is going on? Our children, listen to this, listen to this. Our children are a, uh, I'll put it like this, a chip off the old block. Can I get a witness? How many of your children act like you? How many of some of your children got the spirit of crazy on them and you wonder how? You're like, how my baby get crazy? Your baby might have got crazy because your baby was paying attention to crazy. 
And so your baby picked up crazy from. Can I, am, I, am, I, am I speaking truth? But sometimes our children act like us. And we're afraid to say that they are. But they act like us sometimes. Because they've been around us. If you're not careful, they lie just like you will. That ain't nobody in here, though. Are you with me? Yes. 